What is New York going to get out of this guy, their captain, David Wright? And that brings up Jeter. Number two, Derek Jeter. Behind the back! See ya! See ya! See ya! Hello and welcome to New York Take a Walk. Max Stanzer joined alongside Ethan Birch and Jeremy Goldstein. Got a good one for you today. The first New York Take a Walk of the year in the offseason as the World Series has completed. The Atlanta Braves are world champions for the first time since 1995. Second time since moving over to Atlanta, Georgia as well. You guys, let's start things off. What were your biggest takeaways from this series, the Braves winning at six? Braves, I think, did what a lot of people considered impossible, and is that and that was finish off the Astros despite the amount of loss they had throughout the late stages of the playoffs, especially at the pitching. I think so many times when a, a team does that does not go does not meet their expectations during the playoffs. A lot of times the reason is pitching depth, and they didn't have enough starting pitching. They didn't have enough guys to bring out of the pen. Fatigue with pitching was a, was an issue. And the Braves had every right to make that excuse, especially by the time the World Series came around, and they, it, it didn't hurt them at all. I mean, they, they, credit to Brian Snicker. He really made it work. And despite me thinking the Astros were going to take advantage and, and win out at one point in the World Series, the Braves got it done. They won four out of six, and they're world champions. So big big props to Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, they got it done. <clears throat> they played a perfect postseason in my eyes. They got it done. They faced so much adversity this entire season. I mean, and listen, timely hitting, deep bullpen depth, and their starting pitchers got it done. I mean, it's as simple as that. The hitting was unbelievable all postseason. I mean, a lot of times with such a high-powered offense as Atlanta had as they had all year, even without Acuna, that offense was still always clicking. You expect, or at least in some moments, that that offense will die down, but realistically it never did. It kept going, and it kept going. And you look back to that trade deadline with Soler and Peterson and Rosario and Duval. I mean, those guys didn't stop hitting. Soler hit that absolute tank in Game 6. I was watching that, and I literally had my jaw to the floor watching that ball soar over the train tracks. That was a bomb. That was fun to see. You know what I think but, is... Yeah. No, but, but this, they just got it done. They, they beat the best team in baseball in the Dodgers, and then they beat the second best team in baseball in the Astros. They, they, they completed the obstacle of Major League Baseball in the World Series. Unbelievable play by the Braves. Absolutely. And I think what's so cool is, and I've made this reference before, but it felt like Moneyball in a way with Anthropolis and trying to replace Acuna, right? Because in Moneyball they're trying to replace Giambi through Hatterberg, Jeremy Giambi, and so forth, trying to add those guys yeah. to make up the production of one player with three or four players. And again, that seems impossible, and especially when you're talking about a player of the caliber of Ronald Acuna Jr. But the Braves go out and get Soler, they get Peterson, they get Rosario, they get Duvall. Four outfielders right there. And all four of them played pivotal roles. But if we go through each series, look who played the biggest roles. Division Series, Jock Peterson, those huge home runs off the bench. Championship Series, Eddie Rosario, MVP. World Series, Jorge Soler. MVP. Those three players, huge. Duvall, Grand Slam, Garner, they didn't win that game. It was really impressive to me. All those guys, too, on one-year deals, guys who, you know, have what I would say maybe misperceived flaws holding them back, whether it be, you know, that 
They're platoon guys. They can only hit one side. They can't play defense good enough, whatever it may be. Uh, and I think both of them, all of them, really have jolted themselves uh, in terms of value. And I think uh, I think you got to give Alex Anthropoulos a ton of credit, the Braves a ton of credit. And it shows you in baseball. I remember, actually, fun story, and I might have seen this last time. I don't remember. But I worked with someone who was a huge Braves fan. He's from Georgia last summer. And we were watching together when Acuna got hurt in Miami, like that moment. I remember him. Almost on the verge of tears. Yeah, he was crying on the field. Yeah, Under, oh, I think well, he was. Acuna was crying. Yes, oh, my friend too. Oh, was like on the verge of tears, and he's saying our season's done. There's no chance. And I'm not going to lie. I thought I, this. I, I, thought agree, this I agree with him. Because just earlier, like maybe a month prior, it was Marcelo Zuna who went out, and at that point. I literally thought to myself, I was like, all right, without Ozuna, I don't know how good this team's going to be because Ozuna was so good over the past couple of years in a Braves uniform. I thought at that point, I was like, wow, the Braves need to make a move. And then when Acuna went down, maybe a month later it was, yeah. not even, a little bit more, that's when I literally thought the exact same thing. And it just it put this team in such an awkward situation. But they did more than a—they exceeded expectations at the trade deadline. Not to mention, that trade deadline was unbelievable just for Major League Baseball. Do you guys remember how many moves were made at that deadline? And all of a sudden, four or five of those moves end up being some of the best moves in trade deadline history. The ones that no one really paid attention to, my man. Another thing to look at, too, we talk about the losses for the Braves. That was in their pitching staff, their outfield. Their infield was consistent throughout the entire year. Freddie Freeman, 159 games played. Ozzie Alves, 156 games played. Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley, 160 games played. For offensively, you could argue one of the best infields we've seen in the last 20 years. And they were there every single day of the way through the regular season and the postseason. And again, helping pace that team, bring them back up, because this was a team that was hovering around 500. You really thought that they were sort of out of it for the most of the season, but they hung up there with the Mets and the Phillies and then got hot at the end, and bang, there you are in the World Series and a chance to win your first title in over 25 years. And you have to, as much as you want to give credit to the Braves, it has to be brought up that Houston really underperformed, and they had Game 5 that I honestly thought gave them another chance to win it. It brought them back to life. I said if they won Game 5, they were going to actually come back and win the whole thing. But Jordan Alvarez, ALCS MVP, he was silent. What do you have, two hits the whole series? Yep, non-existent. Zach Greinke had the same amount of hits as him. <laughs> Correa struggled. They only hit like two or three homers as a team. Correa That's struggled insane. mightily. The only guy who hit was Altuve. <laughs> yeah. Altuve's the only one who hit. I mean, oh. let's take a look at their numbers. I have them up right now. I'm pulling them up on baseball reference. Jose Altuve still only hit 222. <laughs> so he was so, I guess he just hit like a couple home runs or something. He hit a couple bombs. Michael Brantley, 333, OPS of 824. But yeah, go down the list here. Kyle Tucker. Maldonado was the only one who hit. <laughs> yeah, ironically enough. Tucker, 286, 756 OPS. But, yeah, you go with your Bregmans, your Correas. Correa hit 261, OPS is 624, so nothing fantastic over there. Bregman, 095. Alvarez of 100 on the dot. So, yeah, they did not hit. They did not swing it, and they had plenty of opportunities. I agree. They were not the same Astros team we saw against the Red Sox, not the same Astros team we saw against the White Sox. And it poses the question, because I think coming into the series, if the Astros were going to lose, the big storyline was going to be they didn't have Lance McCullers, right? But I think yeah. his offense scenario, was silenced anyway. It's the offense. They, yeah. I think they could have had Lance McCullers, and they still would have lost. I mean, they just they, they really disappointed in, in the fact, Wizards offensively. In fact, their pitching was set up better, way better than the Braves. I the think Braves that, lost Morton and had to use two guys who had thrown a combined seven innings in their big league yeah, careers. Yeah. And still, we're able to win. Baseball is such a weird sport, man. I, I mean, you don't, you can't predict stuff like this. Was, I mean, 
Yeah. You can't, I mean, not predict, expect stuff like this. You know what I mean? I mean, if you match these two teams up, what their injuries were like. So say you, before the season, before the series started, uh, you look at this and you're going to say, all right, well, you're going to lose Charlie Morton in game two. And I forget if anyone else was injured in the midst of that as well. But say that, like you're, you're losing, you're, you're, you're pretty much either your best or second best pitcher in game two. Game Who do you think is going to win this series? This Astros team just loaded it on Boston. And yes, you beat the Dodgers, but this is the best offensive team in baseball. Look at their lineup up and down. There's no holes. And now you're, we're telling you right now, you're losing Charlie Morton in game two. Do you, would, is it, would anyone expect for this team to actually win the series in six games? No. Tell me in, tell me in July when Acuna gets hurt that Davidson and Lee are starting games three and four for the Braves, and they're going to come out winning this series, not in seven games, but six. And Jorge Soler's hitting three-run nukes in the yeah. first inning. And Eddie Rosario— I'm not going to lie. I'm going to call myself out here. I remember when the Braves got Jock Peterson. I was like, why? Yeah. You well. know, I get that you're trying to replace Acuna. And at the time, it was just Peterson by himself. But I'm like, it's not going to help you that much. I know. You know, those are the things, though. You take the chance and— I mean, I was definitely trashing it as well. I feel like we, we may have trashed it together. Um, <laughs> you know, but, I mean, it goes back to even when, I mean, I just have to drag the Mets into this, of course, but um, when, when, the, when, the Mets, when the Mets take lost the ground. Take a skate, excuse me. Take a, <laughs> don't even, don't get him riled up. Don't get Jeremy <laughs> riled up right now. Um, it, was, it goes back to, like, if you guys remember when at the deadline, the Mets were about to make a ginormous move that would have brought Bryant and Baez and Trevor Williams to New York. And it would have involved. It would have entailed a couple, a prospect, a major league talent, and a couple other guys here and there. But the Mets pulled away of that and was like, you know, what, we'll just do Armstrong for Baez. That's what we'll do. And the Cubs were like, oh yeah, okay, take him off our hands, please. And that's what happened. But if apparently, if Joe Grom, if the Mets thought Degrom would pitch again in 2021, they would have done the big deal. But why would you have not done the big deal because you knew Degrom was not exactly, coming back? Yeah. The Braves. Went after it because they knew they weren't getting those guys back, and it w- it would have been so easy for the Braves to be like, "All right, we lost our superstar. We're getting them back next year. Let's trade some guys. Let's sell, and let's and let's prepare for next year." Because listen, we're not going to win without our superstar. He's our superstar, Ronald Acuna Jr. Put a crown on his head. We'll wait till next year. Instead, they pushed forward. Obviously, that series against the Mets at the end of July helped out their cause tremendously because that was kind of what they said. We win the series against New York, we'll we'll buy. If we, if we don't, we'll sell. And, I mean, of course, we could bring that up all year, and that'll be brought up throughout Atlanta Braves history because that was the turning point in that season. Shows you how much stick yeah. the Mets put into Grom, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, moving forward here, though, what do we think for the future of the Braves moving forward? I mean, you have a very tough division. You have a Mets team that is poised to figure their stuff out, right? You have a Phillies team that – I think it's good. I think they have some moves to make. But uh, where do you see the Braves in the future here, Jeremy? Yeah, I am confident they're still going to be a division contender at the at the worst. If Freddie Freeman doesn't come back, the world's going to end. I, I don't <laughs> see a world where Freddie Freeman he doesn't, to, I think. doesn't come back. But I, I will say the, the Philadelphia Phillies cannot be slept on in this division. I said it last year. It was a little wrong. They were a series, a good series away from, from winning that division, by the way, too. Yep. But I think the Philadelphia Phillies went healthy. They added another pitching piece. If Aaron Nola gets back to his normal self next year, they can easily win that division. I like Joe Girardi as their manager. I think he, he made some improvements. Bryce Harper, living up to big contract, he's really in the prime of his career now. And it, they got some pieces back that they didn't have previously, like Odubel Herrera. Reese Hoskins does need to stay on the field. That is, a, that is vital. But if they get the DH spot and they can put him there, 
maybe add another outfielder. Maybe they'll be in the running for Correa or, or Seager. Nonetheless, they're one good bat away, the Phillies, and Aaron Nola being what he once was, or he or just being better than he was last season to contending for that division. Aaron Nola's interesting. I did a deep dive into him, and I have a really good friend who's a Phillies fan. He's telling me, ah, stop it with all your fancy stuff. What, uh, Lucas? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... So, if you look at Aaron Nola, like, in his expanded numbers, like, his skill-integrated ERA, his FIP, his expected ERA, all of them are about a run and a half lower than the 4-4, four, four, whatever he posted this year. And if you look, Nola induces a lot of ground balls, right, uses the sinker a lot, and the Phillies' defense was just horrendous, and they were one of the worst shifting teams in Major League Baseball. So, I think it's a huge part of Nola right there. I know, imagine, like, Luis Rojas was their manager. <laughs> Aaron Nola would have a 1.1 ERA. The point was, though, is that Nola was actually inducing – soft contact and was actually you know should have been getting more outs but was just getting a little bit unlucky potentially due to what was a tough defense playing behind him and the organization that wasn't shifting at the most efficient level so i do think Noel will bounce back absolutely and honestly like his barrel percentage is really low yeah no look people at don't all the stack ass numbers looking at a whole bunch of stuff it's really interesting his barrel percentage he averages like 6.6 um He's tough to hit off. Of. He is. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's. And people he's forget a, he was a Cy Young candidate like just a handful of years ago. Yeah. Uh, what was it? And then you hope him with Wheeler and know, Eflin was nasty. good this year. Eflin was good. I know. And you can even add a starter. I mean, add a guy like. I don't know. I was looking at Stephen Matz. I mean, I would. Okay, think, Gosman. Yeah, Imagine. Gosman for real. That'd Gosman be, be was fun. so good. They what they they gave him a qualifying offer last year, and Gosman just turned it up. Mm-hmm, which was like, interesting because everyone was like, "Why are you giving Kevin Gosman yeah. a qualifying offer?" But they saw something obviously, and then bang. Uh, he hits that. Yeah, I know. I mean, he does. Uh, Aaron Nola doesn't walk guys. I mean, his no, he doesn't. He, he's got a high spin rate, a really high spin rate, Which and is his chase rate is really good as well. He does everything right. I think he just had an off year, and honestly, I think that a lot of the numbers he had a four six three ERA. Yeah, he had a high ERA. Um, but if you look at the expected numbers, the Sierra, the FIP, it's all suggesting that he was getting unlucky. And again, it's a strong sample size. You know, it's one hundred eighty and two thirds of an innings work. So. But I do think the defense needs to be improved. Vastly, Alec Bohm, liability at third base. Didi Gregori is not a good defensive shortstop, at least anymore. Anymore. He and, used to be. Yeah, and then their only plus defender in that infield was Gene Segura. Reese Hoskins slash Brad Miller wasn't very good either yeah. on the defensive side of things. Brad Miller was a really pleasantly surprised. He was offensively. Bat. I yeah. like Brad Miller a lot. He used to be on the Rays. Yeah. remember that. Former Mariner. I saw his major league debut. Time. Really? Ben gets the Cubs, Mariners Cubs my, on Friday night. My famous my famous wow. my famous debut I saw was Lourdes Gurriel, I believe. Oh nice, yeah. nice. It's a good one. He's really blossomed. Yeah. I always kind of I actually remember seeing Yuli come up. Oh, he had a his name is he went by Yulieski, I think, mm-hmm. at first. Uh, I can't believe how old he is. I forgot. I always forget. He, was. Yeah, I know. He's like Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu played in Cuba forever. If you look at Jose Abreu's Cuban stats, holy goodness. They are they are some of the best numbers I've ever seen. In my I'm gonna life. go check them out. I want to yeah. go check them out. Go go read them off. But uh, Yuli same story, and he's such a pure hitter. He's 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 special, and I think he's definitely one of the most underrated players in baseball. And it always, it's sad because it's like, what could have Jose Abreu done if he played his entire career here? I think he came over to the big leagues when he was about 27 years old. Same thing with Ichiro. Ichiro was 27 yeah. years old when he made his major league debut. But uh, all right, here we go. You got him up. Okay. Look so, at the amount of games he played, too, yeah. by the way, with these counting stats. Okay, so the most games he played in a Cuban season was in 20... Uh, oh, so actually, no. So in 66 games in 2010 to 2011. Ready? Let's check this slash line. Let's check this slash... 453, 597, 986. 
He walked 58 times as well. Just a casual <laughs> 33 that, bombs. It's pretty good if you ask me. In 60 games, dude. 66 games. Absurd. He hit 453. I mean, in, in this stretch from from 08 to his departure in 13, he didn't hit below 340. He had 346, 399, 453, 394, 345. He had 30 home runs three seasons in a row. His last season he only hit 20. Um, a little a little, a little bit of a down year, I should say, maybe in that last one. But still, I mean, that's unbelievable. It really, it truly is. It's it's truly special. Oh, man, he was I, – I, I feel bad he was in the, in the Cuban League for so long. He didn't have that success in the majors. And I wonder how, like, voters will assess – players in his spot for Hall of Fame yeah. consideration because there haven't the... been too many players from my understanding. You know, Ichiro is one of the first. He came when he was 27 years old, and he played till he was about 45, so that makes up for it. But Jose Abreu, yeah. I mean, how long do we expect him to play? I, I don't know off the top of my head how old he is, but I'd imagine he's around 35, already. 36. Um, Jeremy, what's your guess for how old Jose Abreu is? I think he's about 34, 35. 34. Okay. okay, so he's probably got a good handful of years left. Yeah, he's he's got a con- he's got another contract in him, definitely. And so I'm curious though, because it's it's the same as like Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz has become a completely different player in the back end of his career, like post 35. Adrian Beltre, a very similar case too. Beltre didn't make an All Star game until I think he was 28, 29 years old. Yeah, I can't believe Nelson Cruz Charlie is 43 Martin. years old. That doesn't make sense. And he's still doing it. I want. I would love the Mariners to bring him back. <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense logistically, but. It would be fun for the for the, for the, the narrative. Fans, yeah, exactly. for the fans and the narrative. Yeah, 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 of course. No doubt about that. With that, we're going to take our first break here on New York Take a Walk, but we have plenty to talk about today. Got some trivia coming up as well. We're going to test the knowledge of Jeremy and Ethan. So make sure to stay tuned. Plenty of coming up here on VIC Radio. Find your comfiest chair, grab your coldest beverage, and relax. Every Tuesday night, 8 to 10 o'clock, me, DJ Dog, on the kickback on the VIC radio. We'll be listening to the best of classic rock. So, tune in. La la la. I love to ride my bike so I can feel the wind through my hair. Hey, kid! Wear a helmet! No way, Grandpa, because then I'd look like an idiot. Ah! The majority of bicycle deaths are due to head injuries. Helmets reduce the odds of a head injury by 50%. Don't be a dummy. Wear a helmet. Have you ever wanted to look back? Maybe you're searching for a memory and just can't find the right one. You just, you're so close to remembering, but then you forget. Well, I'm DJ Dog, and every Tuesday night, 8 to 10 o'clock, I am here to help you walk down that memory lane with a little help from some classic rock hits, everything from Black Sabbath to Aerosmith to Simon and Garfunkel. We will be taking a look at all the hits. So grab a beverage, find your lazy boy, set it to recline, and tune in. The Kickback on VIC Radio. I'm getting a catcher's mitt. I'm getting ice skates. I'm getting a jigsaw puzzle. I'm getting dying coral reefs. A blue bicycle. A walkie-talkie. I'm getting a severe drought. Cool black skateboard. I'm getting melted ice caps. A killer heat wave. A shrinking glacier. I'm getting a devastating flood. 
Adults are generous. We're even giving kids global warming. But it's not too late. We can still reduce greenhouse gas pollution. Go to fightglobalwarming.com. Brought to you by Environmental Defense, the Robertson Foundation, and the Ad Council. Hey, yo, this is me, DJ K. Billy with DJ Double G, bringing to you the listeners of the good old VIC, the super sounds of the cinema. And from 11 to midnight, at the movies, we'll keep on trucking the best music film history has to offer. From highlighting directors to showing off soundtracks and scores, at the movies is the place for hearing the songs you love from the silver screen. But I know you've heard all this jazz already, so I'll wrap it up quick. Because as the great Roy Shatter once said, it's showtime, folks. Let's roll. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Ladies and gentlemen, this is DJ K. Billy with DJ Double G, bringing to you the super sounds of the cinema here on At The Movies for the VIC. Stop by for the best music film history has to offer every Friday from 11 to midnight. Medical mistakes claim tens of thousands of lives every year. The healthcare community is working on it, but you can help. When you communicate with your doctor, when you ask more questions, you reduce your risk of suffering a medical mistake. Doctors can't answer if you don't ask. Help reduce your risk. Questions are the answer. Learn the 10 questions you must ask. Visit www.ahrq.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to New York Take a Walk. Max Sanzer, Jeremy Goldstein, and Ethan Birch joining you here on this Sunday afternoon. There's no baseball going on, but that doesn't mean we can't have some baseball competition here, you guys. It's time for some trivia here. Hope you <laughs> pay attention go. here in 2021 because we are going to be quizzing you on leaders in all types of categories here in Major League Baseball. So let's cue that music here. Let's have a little bit of fun. All right. Jeremy versus Ethan. I'm going to let Jeremy go first since Jeremy is the new member of the crew. All right, we're going to go with wins above replacement for position players. We're going to go in top five, and you guys are going to go back and forth, and whoever picks someone that's not in there will then lose. But then the person who does, then the other person will have an opportunity to prove it. Does okay. that make sense? Okay. All right. So, Jeremy, yeah. you go first. And it's both American League, National League, position players. Two combined, it's, it's five from both. Wins above replacement. Yep, so you just got to choose one of the five. And if you choose one incorrectly, then Ethan, if he picks one right, wins the point. Rafael Devers? Is he in there? Incorrect. Devers? Oh, no. Let's see. <laughs> uh, 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 He's out uh, in the top ten, so a uh, tough start. Uh, tough start. All right, you I can get one. this point right here. Okay. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He is number four, 6.8 war. Okay, wait. Do, um... According to the baseball reference board, by the Do pitchers slash hitters count <laughs> uh, in this category? Well, no, you just you get the point. Oh, so you oh, win. Now oh. we're going into a different category. Oh, shoot. My bad. <laughs> You're good. All right. Jeremy, you get to go first again here. Oh, no. Home runs. Top five. Oh, okay. Vlad Jr. Okay. That's one. 48 home runs for Vlad. He's so, tied for first. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, now Birch goes. Oh, no. I don't know what you said. Simeon. Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon, Simeon, number four, 45. <laughs> Jeremy, your turn. Sal Perez. Sal Perez, the league leader, t- tied with Guerrero at 48. All right, let's keep going here, Ethan. Fernando Tatis Jr. He is number five at 42. All right, so if you guys are still tied inside the top five, we'll keep extending out. 
Jeremy, your turn. Shohei Otani. Number three at 46. So we are tied still. We're going to expand this out now. So we are going to go into the top ten now. You already have the top five, so six through ten now. Is it me? Yes. Okay. Um. Again, if you want, it's been Tatis, Simeon, Otani, Guerrero, on Perez. Deck. Might, um, as well, might as well quit. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, okay. Can we have a countdown for him, please? Yeah. John Carlos Stanton. No, he's not John there. Carlo oh, I didn't know what to say. Unfortunately, no Sim Parlo. No, not on there. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, for the point to tie this up. Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall, just on the very yeah. edge, number 10. How much did he get, 37? 38. 38, okay. The other options. Can yeah, can you read them off? Aaron Judge. Oh. Excuse me, Brandon Lau. Was Hanniger I almost said Nate Lowe. Mitch Hanniger at 39. Wow. And Matt Olson as well. All right, Ooh. so we're tied at one here. You want to get some pitching? You're in a pitching mood right now? Oh, I'd love some pitching. All right, let's get some pitching right here. Again, we're tied at one apiece right here. Well, let's do a best of five series. Best of seven? Best of seven. Yeah, it's the World series. series. It's the World Series. It's the World Series. All right. Excluding Shohei Otani, wins above replacement for pitchers. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm, Ethan goes first, right? He does because he lost that one. Yay. Okay. Um, Let's think for a second. Let's definitely think for a second. <laughs> um, I just need to think of Zach Wheeler. He is number one at 7.6 for his war. All right, Jeremy. Robbie Ray there? He is number three. Six, or actually tied for second, excuse me, at 6.7. Okay, so it's my turn. I am going to roll with... Remember, this is top five. I know. It's, it's, it's like you know this stuff, but then all of a sudden you're put on the spot... This is like So You Think You Know Sports with Jeremy Goldstein's TV show. And all of a sudden, you forget everything. You, you, don't, know, you don't know anything until you're put on the spot, don't you? You had to practice, though, obviously. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay, so. Wheeler and Ray are off the board. Wheeler and Ray. I don't, I like, I, oh, this is so difficult. Um, is there, like, a minimum innings? Or do you have to qualify there, for it? You do have to qualify. But to qualify. All the, I, Why am I not thinking? You shouldn't of, be struggling with any who of these is, guys. I know. I really there's shouldn't, no, but I'm there's freaking only out. One, there's only one that I'd say. Oh, there's give him a countdown. Yeah, you got 15 seconds. Okay, okay, okay. Just give me a second. Thank God we have some music in the background. Do, 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 do. Five seconds. Oh, I can't think of anything. Uh, Kevin Gosman? No, I'm oh. not sure. You could have gone with Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, I, I or Garrett Cole. You already picked. You uh, like, do I won the point? Yeah. Oh, you take a two to one lead now here in this best. I was going to say okay. Lance Lynn, and I didn't think there, I didn't think Garrett Cole would be there. Lance Lynn is just... in the top ten, but he you would that would not. I would have not have guessed Garrett Cole. Wow. All right, here's one that I think is really hard, <laughs> and whoever goes first is at the advantage right here. I think personally. Okay. Saves starting with Ethan. Saves. Okay, so top five in saves. I will go with Josh Hader. Oh. He dang, dang. is tied for fifth. Okay. Just barely got it. 34. Ooh, tied ooh, with ooh. someone else. Okay. No Craig Kimbrell. No Craig Kimbrell, no. unfortunately. You could have gone with Mark Melanson at 39, Liam Hendricks at 38, Hendricks. Kenley Jansen at 38, Will Smith at 37, or Reichsel Iglesias at 34. No. So the series is tied at two apiece. All right, that's what we like to hear. Let's let's stick it in. One more game in, in City Fields, and then we're headed back to Yankee Stadium. Absolutely. We've got the Subway Series here. It's just perfect. All right. Yeah, I can, you want me to make this really hard on you guys? Yeah, make it hard. Don't make this easy. All right. Good luck. Losses. Losses. Yes. Oh. 
Oh, that is super Oh, I, I, I have one. I have one. <laughs> Basically, if you have one, you probably win. But uh, Jeremy goes first. Jorge Lopez. He is tied for fifth with the Baltimore Orioles oh at 14. My. Wow. Now, now, now I, Ethan, <laughs> there is one guy that relates to sort of Jeremy's answer that you should know. I'm not gonna, that's all I'm going to give you. Ooh, I know he who He has the same amount of losses. Tied for fifth. Oh, I know it. I know it, too. Pablo Lopez. No. <laughs> no! I got your logic there. Was it Harvey? Matt Harvey. Oh, I was going to say it, I swear. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I cannot prove that I was going to say that, but I, 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 was, I was thinking about it. Well, so we're going back to Yankee Stadium here. Three, two, three. Wait, I want to know the, two, who are the other players. Oh, yeah, who are the other Luis players? Luis Castillo and Patrick Corbin were both tied for 16. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, oh, 15. He's so good, too. Jake Arrieta, 14. And Cole Irvin of the Oakland Athletics at 15. Jorge Lopez, I was at the Yankee game. He pitched on my birthday. Two, he was 2-12, and 12, and then he dominated. Dominated? <laughs> All right, fun. we're going to make it easier coming back to okay. Yankee Stadium. here. we got the going short porch, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. Come on, give the lefties a little, bit of a, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a little bit of a boost, right? All right. Strikeouts from pitchers. Ethan goes first. Max Scherzer. He is number four at 236. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is number three at 243. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, you have the three and four off the table. One, two, and five are available. I have more. Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller is 10th at 212. So oh. it does not count, Jeremy. A chance the for the win and a win-win. Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is not on the no. list. Not even in the top 10. Oh, so no. we're still going? Yep, we are still going. You, okay. can, you have a chance to win it right here, Ethan. Okay. Um, I just got to think Wait, for a second. That's all it is. <laughs> Sudden death right here. Again, okay. you have one, two, and five available. Who led major leagues in strikeouts? Why can I not think of it? Oh, my. Okay, so his name is... Got two National League players and one American League player. I know who it is. I'm going to... I'm not going to get it. There's no way I get it. There's just virtually no shot. You got I get 10 it. seconds. 10. Robbie Ray. That is number one. 240. Let's go! Like, can I match it? No, no. You already had your chance. Was it Wheeler? Beat. No, the leader, leader was right at number one. Wheeler was number two. Yeah, I was okay. And who's the other one? Corbin Burns was your other option. I cannot at believe I missed that question. All right. So, so we are tied. Game seven? Three. We got a game seven. Oh, that's the sweetest words in all of sports. We're go back to the hitters here. I'm going to do some digging to find a real hard one. <laughs> My heart's racing. Right? All right, boys. Good luck. Caught stealing. These are, I don't want to say obscure names, but. Who goes first? <laughs> Jeremy? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I have one. Um, Trey Turner? Trey Turner is not in the top five. Jonathan VR. Jonathan VR is tied for seventh. No! Seven. That was my only guess. Right, we're moving on from that one because that would have taken a long time. Randy Arozarena and Otani were tied at tenth. Tyler Wade is not on the top <laughs> five. That's now. the only guy who steals in the Yankees. So. Andrew Benatendi was third with oh, nine. Jazz Chisholm, fourth with eight. Oh. Emmanuel Bargo and Cedric Mullins were tied for fifth with eight. All right. We still got time left here. Game seven continues. Extra innings. We got some extra innings. This is... 2016, yeah. all over again. Just the Yankees and the Mets. All right. How about this? Will be fun. Games played. Oh, games played. 
Top five in games played. Okay. So pretty much who didn't get injured all season long. <laughs> yep, and Jeremy goes first. Ooh. There were two players who had 162, I believe. Whit Merrifield? Yes. 162 games for Whit Merrifield. All right. Ethan, on the line right here. Bottom of the ninth inning, down, or Ooh. bottom of the tenth inning. I got to hit a game-tying bomb, one. pretty much. Um, darn, this is tough. It's Kyle Lewis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Starling Marte. Starling Marte. I like that answer a lot, but he's actually surprisingly not even in the top ten. No! So Jeremy Goldstein takes the World Series, wins it in seven games. <laughs> who he else on the list? could have gone with Marcus Simeon, who is also at tied for first with Merrifield at 162. Salvador Perez is a catcher, That's surprisingly, insane. at 161 games, third place. That's unbelievable. Vlad Guerrero for 161. And then Dansby Swanson, J.P. Crawford, and Austin Riley were tied at 160 for fifth place as the two opponents shake hands. Jeremy Goldstein, how's it feel to be the first winner of our offseason trivia? Oh, it feels stupendous. I'm, I'm so excited. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lose all season, so Ethan just might as well not show up. Tell you what, Marcus Simeon that anyway, was on that list a lot. What? Marcus Simeon was on that list a lot. I know. Yeah. I, I, it's actually remarkable the season he put together. He's a free agent now. You he guys. signed a one-year deal, and he became Marcus I mean, Simeon. One of the best short stories in sports is guys who take the bet on themselves. and uh, it, it pans out for him, right? Absolutely. Taking a look at his numbers this year, 7-2 war, uh, 45 homers, 102 RBIs, 265 batting clip, OPS of 873, good front OPS plus of 133, 33% above league average. At the second base position, remember he was a shortstop for the Oakland Athletics for basically the entirety of his career for six seasons, also played two years with the White Sox. He's very interesting as well because he's a disciple of Ron Washington, who, of course, we've Ron seen Washington. all over social media working with Ozzy Osby, Swanson, Freeman, Riley, and so forth, and all those infielders. Marcus Simeon really struggled defensively when he first came to Oakland, but Ron Washington took him under his wing and turned him into a very good shortstop. In fact, a gold glove finalist a couple of times. And now he moves over to second base, and the offensive numbers increase dramatically, which we've seen before where guys, they move positions, it takes pressure off of them. And he's a guy, I think, that's going to get a massive deal this year. I mean, there's rumors the Mariners might be pushing for him as well. You know, I talked to... He's going to be a great option wherever he goes. I talked about it on the show earlier today, and we could do this as well. I actually asked both Matt and Tommy. Anthony Castrovince of MLB.com made bold predictions, and I'll go through them with you guys. Yeah. But uh, he uh, he had the Mariners signing Marcus Simeon. Now let's let's take a look at some of the other ones here as we look into free agency. Corey Seager, where do you think he has him? Both of you guys. Wait, so I'm sorry. Who was making the predictions? Anthony Castro, Vince, a writer for okay. Corey Seager. Yes. These are his bold free agency predictions. Bold free agency predictions. Corey Seager to Detroit. I was to say that too. Really. He has Correa going to Detroit. To Correa, which I think okay. actually could happen. Yeah, I know. We, we, told, we spoke about that this morning. To the Bronx, to the Yankees. Oh wow! I mean, I kind of like that for the Yankees. Not gonna lie. I would nice like the, lefty. I, I, <sighs> the only thing about this Seager Correa thing, I would like any of those player, players as long as they're healthy. But if you're a Yankee fan and you don't want Carlos Correa on the team, you don't want the team to win. I, I, I I'm so I I'm so convinced of that. It's, it's, Honestly, I actually don't mind Correa as much anymore. I like Correa. He used to bother me a lot, but like he has taken the villain status and role in Major League Baseball 
and has ran with it and has done so well with it. Yeah. Because it's not like he's an actual bad guy. No, he's not. And he embraces it, and I like that. Yeah, I've always, perfect. I've always liked it's Carlos. Perfect Carrera. for the Yankees. People are gonna, everybody's gonna say, "Oh, the Yankees are oh, hate more." Bring him more. to the dark empire. Eric Hubs. No. The evil empire. The evil empire. No, because people are saying, "Oh, the Yankees are so bad if they sign Correa," and I'm like, "Great, hate us, hate, hate, hate the team even more." Fine. Hate the team any good exactly. I, I, I like that. All right, here's one that's interesting. Trevor Story, where do you think he had him going? Oh, wait, big news. Oh. J.D. Martinez, oh, actually, he's not really big news. He declined his opt-out and is a Red Sox still, but he wasn't going to decline that money, so. No doubt, no doubt. Especially, I I think he had an opt-out the year prior, too, if I'm correct. He's getting paid an absurd amount of money. He's one of the best hitters of our generation, for sure. No, he's not. I think so. In terms of pure hitters? Pure hitter? Like, like in terms of, like, he, he really has struggled before. Last year. And this year in some po- the second half. I guess you're right. But if you take a look at, like, the span of 2017 up through 2019, I don't think there's been a better – or there's been yeah. a couple better three-year 2018, spans. he really – I hated him a lot. <laughs> um, all right, Trevor Story, where do you think he has him going? I would hate this. Ready? Oh, you'd hate I, this? I have my prediction. What's your prediction? He's going back to the Rockies. No. That'd be I, wild. Uh, That'd be wild. They if he did trade him. And I think they're going to give him <laughs> so much That's a messy money. organization, I'll tell you. I, I, I think that's a mess. And if they end up bringing him back anyways, I feel like I'm well, like, what The sad what part you... was is that they didn't – They could. all they can get is a pick, a pick. for the qualifying like, offer. I know. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Which is I, inevitably going to decline. Because you know what? The, the Rockies were like literally trying to get teams to play – trade major league talent for a rental in Trevor Story or something like that. Like – Teams don't necessarily wasn't doing well, might I add. I know. If we're also dealing with slight injuries throughout the season, they wanted major league talent and top prospects for a guy who you didn't even know what you're going to get out of, to be honest. And uh, for two months, exactly for two months, for two months. I know. I mean, I was a little taken aback. Where is he going? He is going to team that needs a shortstop. Technically, oh, who's who needs a shortstop? They're lose one of their biggest players are dropping in the free agency. Who is a shortstop? Who is a shortstop? Why can I not think? Oh my! Um, Everyone's favorite team, the Houston Astros. Oh, imagine Trevor. Story oh with the wow! Astros. I didn't. Even, I, that didn't even come across my I mind. Did not not until I saw this article, it didn't come across my mind either. That'd be very interesting. He also has Chris Bryant to the Rangers, which would be very interesting. What? Why would the Rangers invest in that? That's what they were saying on the last show too. I the only thing I could see is like long term. It could be the guy you build everything around if they like see the, themselves. Like the Padres with Hosmer? Yeah, and then even a little bit with, like, Will Myers and stuff like that, too. But Bryant's closer to the age of Hosmer, I guess. Uh, Machado at the same time. Like, the Padres weren't competing when they got Machado. Um, Robinson Cano and the Mariners. The Mariners weren't <laughs> competing then. So I think it's sort of that, all right, we're on the brink here. We feel like we could see ourselves competing in a couple of years, so we're going to sign him now and then build around him. But I don't know if Chris Bryant would want to go there for that. Simeon to the Mariners, Javi Baez returning to the Mets, and Kevin Gosman to the Blue Jays, along with Correa to the Tigers, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So what do you think is going to be the dynamic this offseason? Because obviously we have a potential strike slash lockout looming. Do you think players are going to be more hesitant to sign, or do you think they're going to try and sign quicker? Are we going to see a normal offseason where we really don't see anything happen until January? It's interesting because there is a lockdown or a strike. No negotiations will be going on. I don't know. Like, what is even going to happen? Like, 
it, they're going to have the negotiations, and if they don't go well, which is very possible. Very possible, like, because it has not gone well over the past couple of years. Yeah, we'll see either a strike, which is the, from the players, or a lockdown, which is from the owners, and essentially they'll keep battling until they figure it out and start the season. But there will be no negotiations with players and teams. So, like, if Carlos Correa, by the time of this potential strike slash lockout, has not signed yet, he won't be able to sign for however long it takes. And there's a chance we get into spring training and all these guys haven't signed yet, which makes me wonder if these players will be more aggressive early on in the offseason. Even a guy like Marcus Simeon just hired Scott Boris to be his agent. You know, is that suggesting he's going to try? Well, obviously, he's also coming off a career year, so maybe he's trying to get a bigger deal, and I think that's probably more of the case. But I, I wonder if these guys, which will be very uncharacteristic from the last couple of offseasons, will be a little bit more aggressive and Less hesitant to sign early. I know. Because every single offseason, it seems like it's taken months to develop. Um, and it seems like the train market is what's heated up more often <laughs> mm. than not. Yeah. Joel Sherman just tweeted something that makes me laugh inside. He said, the quiet period at the 5 p.m. today. If you're looking for a quick sign in this market, keep an eye on Andrew Heaney. Lots of teams are looking <laughs> for the next Robbie Ray. Heaney struck out 27% of the batters. That's laughable. And he's heard that Dodgers, Blue Jays, Nationals, and Cardinals are interested he, he struck out maybe twenty seven percent of the batters, but he also gave up home runs to thirty percent. Probably <laughs> no, he like, you know he struck out twenty seven and gave up seventy three percent, seventy three percent of home runs. <laughs> oh, poor Andrew Heaney. Yeah, all Yankee, Yankee fans in the comments are having a field day with that one. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Heaney's like had a good track. I, I was at his Yankee debut. Trust me, it was it was that was the Jorge Lopez game. <laughs> Heaney gives up gave up four home runs in two innings. It was brilliant. It was so good. I went to that Indians Yankees game. I know or Guardians Yankees game now. And uh, Heaney gave up a couple bombs, and they were not happy. I'll tell you that. Crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was at the game where Mike Ford pitched for the Yankees. He gave up a home run to Greg Allen. That I don't even know. I want to watch that now, Mike Ford pitching. He got he got DFA'd, right? By the, by the Rays, yeah. Okay, nice. Unless he's still in their system. They could turn him into something special. How about that? Yeah, Heaney's had a couple good years. 2015, 3-4-9, ERA clip at 105-plus innings. 2018 415 ERA through 180 innings, 30 starts that year as well. 446 ERA, 12 starts in 2020. So he's put up decent numbers before, but it doesn't look like he's been able to put it together. Also sandwiched between each of those seasons are ERAs in the 5 to 6 vicinity. So that's definitely something that's going to jump out at you. Again, I see him as just a guy probably taking a taking a ticket with a team who isn't competing right now and just wants an opportunity to get innings at this point and prove himself because he was in a high-pressure spot with the Yankees. They needed him, and they were very confident in using him in high-pressure situations, it seemed, and he couldn't get it done. A 7-3-2 ERA in 35 innings for a potential World Series contender is not going to do it, I'll tell you that. No. No, sir. Something about Heaney is his one great start was against Boston where he went like seven innings, one run. I feel like I, I remember innings. that. I remember that. He felt like a flick home run to Bogarts in the first inning, and it was dominant. It was so funny. Well, at what point of the season was this? This was when they were on their 13-game win streak. It was, it was towards the beginning of it, and Boston was sort of falling out. Like, they, they lost first place to the Rays, and they were in a downward spiral, and Heaney went out and shoved against them. This was mid-August. This is right before he came to school. Okay, nice, nice. And he started the, uh, yeah, Field, Field of Dreams Dream game. game. I, I said, real, I was so upset when that happened. That This is, like, right when Garrett Cole oh was my God, recovering from COVID, and he was on the field, but he he wasn't, like, tuned up the pitch yet. That was the game of the year. It was. That was the I game was of the year. I was so upset when Anderson hit the home run. Zach Burton was also terrible It was, like, the season. 2019 ALCS. Oh, man, I know. 
It was. Even, I actually just saw a – oh, my God, I know. Stanton gives the Yankees the lead. That was so, I was so excited when that happened. I was just getting – Bucks call. There it goes. <laughs> Back at the wall. It's gone. And then, what, Eli Jimenez, like, almost, like, gets oh. stuck in the wall. I know. Oh, my God. so interesting. I want to oh, go – They were hitting that, tanks at that field. Yeah, I remember – I remember oh, exactly what I was, was thinking. Torch. He gets the first out. And then Sebi Zavala comes up, and I said, you cannot give to the base <laughs> runner. And he, he walks Sebi Zavala. I'm like, that was the worst thing he could have done there. And then Anderson homers, and, and there you go. And Zavala hit a home run earlier in that game, right? He did. He did. He did. corn humidity. Yeah. Oh, and I remember Aloy Jimenez, he hit a ball opposite field so far into the corn. Like, he literally just, he's so strong, but he just extended his arms on, like, an up and, an up and away fastball and murdered it. Some news that Max will like is that the Rays picked up their option on Zunino. Oh, yeah. One of my least favorite oh, yeah. players on the Rays. JD, the All-Star. J.D. Martinez. They gave him the base, the writers for the Rays gave him the Rays MVP award. I do not like Zunino. Why? I'm not Because he's, he's annoying. I love Zunino. His casual tanks. Didn't he yeah. get tossed in a game against the Yankees once? He did. It was Mike Montgomery's Major League debut. I remember and this. It was a check swing from A-Rod. And you know starts chirping at the first base umpire, gets ejected, and Mike doesn't show that much anger ever, but he's screaming at this guy. And this is Mike Montgomery's major debut. Imagine that. And then is that the, guy Clinton, the, is that the sorry to interrupt? Is that the guy that the final, final out of the, the Cubs? Cubs World Series? Yep, really? We traded, we traded him to the Cubs for Daniel Volpe. We bomb. And oh, excuse me, the Mariners traded him to the Cubs. For Daniel <laughs> oh my Volpe. god! My apologies. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> But uh, oh, then Lloyd man. McClendon comes out, starts throwing his hat on the ground, getting in the face of every single umpire, not just the first base umpire, but going around. Um, that was fun. That was actually the day after one of the hardest games I'd ever been to as a Mariner fan. It was when Teixeira hit a grand slam. I think Garrett Jones hit a big home run. Garrett Maybe Jones. Two. Garrett Jones was on that team. Yeah. I remember that. And Felix had no-hitter stuff through the first time through the lineup. Three innings. It was like took him 22 pitches to get through it. Uh, was perfect, and I was like, "Wow, this is a special night." And this was like the first time Felix really started. Sh- first time Felix really started. Sh- first time Felix really started signs of, you know, falling off a little bit. And the Yankees, second time through the order, just went absolutely berserk. I think put up six, seven runs on him. And I remember walking around the ballpark with tears down my eyes. I was like, "No, this is so sad." Oh, that was tragic. 2015, the end of Felix. Yeah, I remember that like, series like, with Lloyd McClendon because Michael Kate told us told a story about. How Lloyd McClendon would have a big thing of ice cream every night and make the lineup for the following day. <laughs> that was that was him. Lloyd McClendon played in the Little League World Series too. Quite a good career for him. Yeah, he did. Is, is he still with the organization? He was with the Tigers for a second. Let's take a look because he started with the, he was the Tigers hitting coach, then was the Mariners manager for two years, and then went back to the Tigers. Let's see where he is now. I liked him. He was fun. I like Service a lot though. Service has done a very good job for the Mariners. Um, let's see, Lloyd McClendon, it's not really telling me anything on him right now. Looks like, I don't think he's still doing anything right now. But with that said, uh, hopefully he finds a spot somewhere, and he had, he had a good season with the Mariners in 2014, 87 and 75. But with that, we're going to take our third break, make that second break of the night as we enter our third segment. Just about 10 minutes left in the show as you're listening to New York Take a Walk on VIC Radio. Want to jam out with DJ Baloo? Tune in to Jar Jam every Sunday, 9 to 10 on VIC Radio. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. 
We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and the victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We have heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Ready to open up a jar of jam? If you want to listen to new and rising artists in the jam band scene, along with some classic jams, then join me, DJ Baloo, every Sunday from 9 to 10 for Jar Jam, where we'll be diving into the best tunes the jam band scene has to offer. Get ready to jam out on VIC Radio. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Are you looking to expand your music taste? Are you interested in feeling inspired by the voices of women? Tune into Girl Power here on BIC Radio every Sunday from 10 to 11 p.m. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Back to New York, take the lock. Max Andrew alongside Ethan Birch and Jeremy Goldstein. Last segment of the show today before we hand things off to the next show. Let's talk some Major League Baseball this show. Our favorite video game here, of course. And look, it's not quite cover athlete season yet. I remember a It'll couple be years soon. ago. They did, it early. they did it early. With Ken Griffey Jr., but it, it varies. It varies. Let's start with that. Who who would you guys choose as the cover athlete this year if you had any choice in the world? I mean, Oh, you want me to go first? You go first. Okay, okay. I mean, I think the easy answer is Otani. I think Otani gets it. But who would I love to see? Oh, man. Give me who else? Francisco Lindor. Ah, he's not getting I it. I know, I know, I know. He would Maybe just look so, he would look so sick on it with his Mets jersey. Um, who would be really cool, though? What about, what about Mookie Betts? Yeah. Mookie Betts. That would be really cool. Trey Turner would be a sneaky. Oh, player. I like. I don't that a think lot. he's popular enough for it. Yeah, but like it'd be fun. Because Mookie like, Betts hasn't. How has Mookie Betts not been on a video? He was on RBI, I think. I think he was on RBI it's, baseball. It's got to be Vlad Jr. Now. Yeah. Oh, Vladdy Jr. Vlad Jr. Triple Crown. I think he should be the MVP, but that's an argument for another time. Yeah, um, I think it's. Okay. I, I like. I like him on the cover. And who I want to see? Aaron Judge oh, again. Again, I remember that came out. I literally. So I, I used to make a YouTube. I, I used to have a YouTube channel. I used to be an aspiring YouTuber, and I made a, it's probably still there. I made a video of me getting so excited over Aaron Judge being the cover <laughs> athlete. We need to play that back. Yeah, next week. We, we, we can do it next oh, week. Oh, yeah, we got to. Absolutely. But uh, who do I want? Some Jameson Tyone would be nice. <laughs> yes. Some, uh, by the way, Rip Velasquez, Lacastro is a Red Sox that angers me to a lot. A let's let's put LeCastro on the cover. No, not, not, not a Red Sox. The one. Ithaca Bomber. I was just watching that home run the other day by Ryan Rucco's call. Oh, what that a great call. Fun. That was cool. Man, I'm trying to think too. Corbin Burns would be a sneaky fun one, but again, he just has, doesn't have the name value. They they have a small pool to choose from. It's Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts, Lad Jr. Again, I said in the break. They Freddie, it could be Freddie Freeman. 
It could be. Yeah. Um, it could be a Correa, even though I, you're right. I don't think they'll use an Astro. I don't know if they'll use an Astro just because but of that hate. Maybe New Jersey Devil makes its way on there. No, no, no. That's for New, New Jersey or New York Take Escape. New Jersey Take Escape. New Jersey yeah. Take Escape. Yeah, right, right, um, right. We gotta save that for next. What about Acuna? I know he didn't play last year, but Acuna would, would be, be cool. Fantastic. That would be a fantastic. The thing that sucks too, though, is that he won't play at the beginning of the next year probably as well. Yeah. So That's true. Oh, Cunha would have been perfect. I know. Who was on twenty? Twenty was Harper. Yes, it was. No, Harper was eighteen. Baez. Baez. Oh, Baez. What? Was he really? I'm so. No, old. no. Judge was eighteen. Harper was nineteen. Bias was. Bias was, Baez was Baez. twenty. Bias was a Baez fun was one. Was a bad one though. He didn't do. He didn't do anything the whole year. I know. Yeah. But it was but still like cool. The the, the picture was sick. He's a good player for it. Don't get me wrong. Now, one more last question. I think before we wrap up, Ethan, who's your favorite Diamond Dynasty card ever? Oh, ever, man, ever. This is like such a weird one, but I'll tell you right now. Ninety-six overall signature series, Hanley Ramirez. His oh. swing. I'll tell you something. His swing was so just simple. He kept his hands nice and low, and I, I used like strike zone like two, so it's just backed up. And his swing would just be nice and close. And I remember the most beautiful thing in the world was me turning around and in fastball. I just sit fastballs in and just torch them into the cold New York night in October 7 o'clock games in City Field. It <laughs> yeah. would be the best I like, thing. I always, my, my time is always September at 7 p.m. Why? I, I know why. Of, you got the uh, the cotton candy. Yeah. The skies, <laughs> yeah. you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. it's because I, I like it because it's like the purplish like sunset color and then it gets into the dark. For some reason, I always have to have the exact month it is and then the exact time it is or closest time that it is at home. Yeah, so I always do that. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't played MLB The Show in so long and I want to get back on it, but like sometimes like my connection at, in my apartment is like, not great. And I can't really play online. Yeah, but oh, I want to get back into card, it. I need to get I a new Xbox was, though. In nineteen, was they had two Calvin Junior, Junior cards I like, but I think it was the Signature Series one that I raked with for some reason. I think I hit Did like five eighty with him. Wow, the Tony Gwynn cards they usually do good with too. Anyone yeah. that has like a good vision rating or contact rating, I'm better with. Yeah, CI is easier to use. But who was I really good with on my team Ethan, this year? You know this my, from nineteen. My card that I used, I could never take him out of my mind. It was the 94 Alex, Alex Trammell. Uh, <laughs> Tram God. Yeah, he was just, he was just, I, I hit well with him. He was, just, he was that I... unique player that the majority of the show community hated, but I, I liked him. Funny enough, I mean, half the world was good with this card, but I will say that I was an OG of Trey Turner this year because I oh, used his oh, live yeah. series card. I used his live series card until the 99 one came out, mm-hmm. and that live series card was so good, and I had like a 360 batting average with it. It went. I had one it was, was gold. I had like one was diamond. That played like a diamond. Though. Yeah, and then he yeah. finally went diamond this year because he was so good, and he was so fast, and then when his 99 came around, everyone became really good with him, so oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a cheap answer, but still. When, once the also, I think Every year, once that All Star program comes out, and all the all the, every team gets their ninety five plus diamond, then it's over. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's fun in the beginning because when everyone's no one, no one, not, not your whole lineup's ninety nine overalls, it's kind of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should do some a little, uh, a little tournament. We don't have to use our diamond dynasty. We could do regular teams. Well, and... we could do the online leagues. Oh, Let's why do don't it. we do that? It's getting cold. We can just play it like in the afternoons. Now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it like in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, right, let's let's get out to our <laughs> after dorms. the Giants game. After the Giants, right. after the Giants, the Giants beat lose. the Raiders, we'll give you guys an update every week on after how the, the Giants is going. kill the Raiders. There we go. We'll give you guys an update on how the league is going every week. But with that, we are out of time this morning. We thank you so much for tuning in, though. Lots of great baseball talk today. We'll be here every Sunday from noon to 1 p.m. As always, for Ethan Birch, Jeremy Goldstein, I'm Max Stanzer. Thank you so much for tuning in to New York Take a Walk. Thank you.